You're listening to Child Care Sights and Sounds, presented by Danny Christine Inc., a podcast made for child care providers by child care providers. Hey everyone, welcome to Child Care Sights and Sounds. If you're new here, my name is Danny Christine. I am a child care business owner, consultant, and a digital content creator on childcaresites.com. This is a very special episode of the Child Care Sites and Sounds podcast because it features a very special guest, which I'm sure most, if not all of you, are familiar with. Monica J. Sutton. Monica J. is an early childhood development specialist and child behavior specialist who helps parents guide children to be their best selves in challenging situations using mindful strategies and fun activities that fit their busy lives. Monica is very well known amongst the early learners, especially in the tri-state area, New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut, I'm sure. Uh, For her Circle Time YouTube videos, she very consistently has shown up often and every weekday on her YouTube channel, Monica J. Sutton, where she delivers very awesome quality circle time videos for young children ages three to five years old. She also provides resources for parents and a great podcast that parents can listen to to learn about behavior management strategies for their children. That podcast is called Crayons and Tantrums. And I have been a fan of Monica for quite some time and I am so happy and so excited and a little bit nervous to have her on. So let's just get right into it. (laughs) Welcome, Monica. How are you? I'm so good. Thank you for having me and welcoming me into your community. I'm excited. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I'm sure so many members of this child care community are watching you or referring parents to you. Um, I'm, I'm not sure if you know, but most of the listeners to this podcast and viewers of my YouTube videos are either current childcare providers or people that want to become childcare providers. So either center-based or home daycare childcare providers. Um, And some are really struggling with the whole virtual learning experience. So I'm sure that (laughs) with your platform and your audience, they're seeing what you're doing. And I I just couldn't help but reach out to you and, and ask you know for some of your advice oh I'm, th- I'm glad you did I re- I'm appreciative of all the work that you all do in child care and you you you're just offering so many resources and information so I'm happy to be here thank you mm-hmm. um well can you tell us a little bit about for those that might not know can you tell yeah. us a little bit about your background and your experience in the early childhood field sure absolutely I Wow, I've been in early childhood education for over 18 years in New York City. I've worked as an early childhood special education teacher specifically. Um, I always have actually. But I've had the pleasure to work in classrooms as a classroom teacher as well as uh, see it. 
or in doing consulting work as well. So in New York City, for, for those of you who may not be familiar with this term, see it, it's basically a special education itinerant teacher. And so I like to just say, that means I'm a travel teacher. <laughs> it basically means I go around from school to school or home to home and I work with my students one-on-one. -on -one. So it can be that I'm working with them in their classroom or I can go into their home and work with them. And again, because it's special education, I'm working on specific goals, their specific goals. But I've always worked with that population of three to five years of age. It's always been my favorite. I truly feel like three to five, that's the foundation. And toddlers as well, but the, you know, the early childhood, it's the foundation. And it's such an important stage in every child's life, every human's life. So I, I'm happy and honored to, to be a teacher and an educator in this field. That's great. So what, ex what inspired you to become a teacher? I think I've always loved working with children. Even when I was, I was probably a child myself, I was always the cousin at family functions who was taking care of all the little cousins and everyone would be in my room playing. I was always the babysitter for uh, my younger cousins. So it started early on that I just had this like, I just love children, you know, this affection for children. But I found myself always volunteering for things like Girl Scouts and wanting to be a part of teaching children in some form and and, and um, I would say probably like high school and in co my college years I was a swim instructor working with children in in that capacity so I've worked with children in so many different capacities so I think it was natural that I just fell into teaching but it wasn't that seamless because after college I went into fashion I was adamant oh, like wow. I have to, yes <laughs> I was like I have to do something different and I was going against what everyone in my family told me, which was education. You should be a teacher. You know, when you're going into college and everyone's like, this is what you should do. This should be your path. And I just wanted to go against everything that everyone was saying. I was like, no, I'm not going to go into education. And mind you, there are a lot of educators in my family. And I just, I wanted something different. So I tried fashion for several years. Well, a few, a few years, not really several, <laughs> like a, a short amount of time. And I realized, yeah, the, there's some perks, but it was just work I, I wasn't, it wasn't feeding my soul. And I was missing something and it was definitely working with children. So I went back to school for my master's and my focus was early childhood and special education. Wow. And that's, yeah, yeah, that's how that happened. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's funny because I actually just, um, in a, this, this episode is gonna come out first, but I <laughs> recently recorded an episode with, um, the babysitter guru on uh, Instagram. I think um, that's her Instagram handle. Her name is Hasanatu, and she uh -huh. uh, specializes in childcare in the babysitting modality. That's okay. her profession. And she also said that her initial, um, you know, uh, focus was fashion. And I think she <laughs> said she went to FIT. Oh wow! I thought that was so funny. <laughs> really, that was really her focus. Then I didn't even. Yeah. I, I kind of stumbled into it and was like, this is cool. Yeah, I'm going to try this, right? And that's, that's how I stumbled into fashion. But who, who wouldn't? As you know, coming out of college, you're like, fashion. You right. have this idea of what it is. It's not. It's a lot of work. <laughs> For, forgive me if you mentioned this, but what did you say? What, is your, what was your major in college? Sure, I didn't, I didn't say. Um, but my undergrad, I focused on communications and liberal okay. studies. And honestly, I did liberal studies because I was just like, I don't know what I want to do. I really was not, you know, I was so up and down. First, I wanted to do nursing. I was all over. So mm -hmm. I ended with a liberal studies degree and communications was my, um, my major. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
Um, so I reviewing in preparation for this podcast episode, I was looking over your website and of course watching your YouTube videos. And, and I realized that you offer a lot of support for parents uh, specifically. Yeah. Um, what kind of support services do you offer directly to parents? So things honestly have changed just in the last three months, obviously with the circle time videos that I've been doing, um, they really have changed what I'm able to offer right now because the demand of doing those videos so consistently is, has taken a lot of my time. But I, I was doing, prior to quarantine and COVID-19, I was doing um, consul, um, consultation, I would say, with parents, private consultations. I was doing a lot of courses, online courses with parents, and the focus was usually child behavior. It was centered around child behavior. I still have some of those resources available that are pre-recorded or just some digital content that's available. But as of right now, my main focus for resources for parents is definitely children's content. So educational content like the circle time videos, and I'll be doing um, more content for the summer and changing over a little bit and trying some new things in the fall. So my, my base is going to definitely be educational content for children online, but I can still consider that a resource for parents as well. Of course. Mm -hmm. And for those of us that are childcare providers, you know, um, the earlier years, or even like for myself in my center-based program, we do service children from grades K to six for after school or for summer camp. Mm, yes. um, there are many of us that are not uh, able or willing or knowledgeable of how to go about virtual experiences or these supports that you provide, would you be able to send me the information so I can link it that yes. you offer and maybe they can kind of refer their families to you? Absolutely. Yes, I will definitely send you links. Okay, perfect. So for everybody listening and watching, <laughs> check the description box or the show notes of this podcast, and those links will be there. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, sure. So that kind of leads me into your uh, podcast. If you guys don't know, Monica <laughs> also has a podcast called Crayons and Tantrums. Can you tell us a little bit <laughs> about that? Yes. So that is, well, Crayons and Tantrums, it really started from my love of having conversations with parents of my students and just parents in general, talking about early childhood and all of the ups and downs of early childhood, the good, the bad, the fun, the funny, all of it. And so I wanted to create a place where parents could go and get information. So some of it is I'm just sharing information from my experiences, maybe from research I've read. And then I'm also here and there, I interview people about that experts in the field, of course, on specific topics. Like I've interviewed people on routines, like what's the best way to start routines with your little ones? What's, what are the benefits of that? I've interviewed sleep experts. So, you know, I, I try to give as much information in that, in the field of early childhood because there's so many things that parents are you know challenged with or they're tackling and I just want to be again that resource so we just finished just wrapped up season one of the podcast and I probably won't be bringing season two back until like towards middle or end of summertime but yes it's coming back again and just preparing for that uh, so that is one resource that and I'm glad you mentioned it because that is another resource that I definitely have for parents and yeah. I want to I want to continue offering because it's fun the, doing the podcast is actually a lot of fun. 
Yeah. And you learn a lot from, from yeah. all the guests that absolutely pre-recorded uh, episodes that I already have um, with the guest experts that I have. I've definitely learned a lot that I want to now implement in my own childcare right. program. Yes. Um, but I, I, how did you kind of uh, see the need to provide supports to parents? Like, how did you shift from being a uh, early childhood teacher mm. to now seeing like, okay, these parents need my help. Let me, let me also offer them some guidance. Well, for, well, for the podcast and for some of the um, consultative work or, um, and my courses, things like that, I really have always been doing these things on the side since 2010. I would say about 2010. <laughs> I, I, back in 2010, I decided that I would create a website for parents. This is how it started. Just a resource for the parents of my students because they would always ask me, well, where did you get that toy or game that you were using you know, during your session with my child? They seem to like it so much. How can I get it? Or they would say, what should I do with my child on the weekend? I don't know what to do with them here in New York. What can we do? What's good? What will help you know, towards their goals? All of these things. So I, was like, I thought, hey, I'm going to create a website with all of this information, with all these resources. So that's really how it started. I think so many of the things I do start with the parents of my students either conversations I've had or the demand of certain things that they're asking, I always start something because of that. That's usually where these things stem from. So that is how I got into that the parent resource space online. And then from there, I discovered blogging and the world of influence and all of these different things that have started to happen over the last several years. And so my business has changed. It's gone up and down, but I've always offered some kind of resource for parents. And then I would say for the videos that I'm offering now for children, the circle time videos, that really started out of, I knew, because I'm a classroom teacher right now, and I knew that I needed to connect and stay connected with my students somehow. And as my school was trying to figure out, well, what are we going to do? What is this new world of remote learning going to look like? I right away just wanted to do video. I said, I'm going to do video. We're going to, we're going to put circle time on video, and that's how I'm going to start. And then we'll see where it goes from there. And I just decided, well, I'm doing it for my students. Just open it up to the public because I'm going to put it on YouTube anyway. And that's really how that was born. So all of these things usually stem from my students or the parents of my students, my own experiences. Um, and then, yeah, that's how it starts. Wow. Mm -hmm. So I remember when you first told me that when we initially connected last week and I was shocked to <laughs> find out that you are still currently a public school teacher. Yes, I'm teaching. Um, <laughs> I don't know how you have the time to do that and manage everything that you're currently doing, offering, you know, worldwide, really, if you think about it, it's on YouTube, like that's you true. said. True. Um, so that's amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I'm going to read that. Thank you. <laughs> you're doing a wow. fantastic yeah. job. Um, in, in my preschool program, we have a set of uh, 10 very specific core values. Mm. Um, and the first, very first of which is consistency. Uh, we want to be sure to show up ready to teach our children and ready to learn 
from them every day as much as possible without disruption or without excuses. And right. throughout this pandemic, I've noticed that you have been um, very consistent with what you're doing as well. Uh, where did you find the motivation to start your morning circle time videos and how do you stay so consistent with it? again that motivation definitely comes from children it just it's the children the, there have been plenty of days that i have believe me i have not wanted to edit or just put it out or it's late or a tech issue happens and everything got messed up and i'm so stressed out but when i see the videos and the images that parents share with me you know, they tag me in videos on instagram and I'm just like, I'm blown away. And the gratitude that the families have, they're sharing and always saying thank you on Facebooks, uh, YouTube, it's just everywhere. That, it definitely keeps me motivated. And the fact that children are learning and worldwide, that is mind blowing to me. And I just, they motivate me. Those, those little ones, they always motivate me to keep going. If I hear them singing the Good Morning Train song, I'm just like, yes, they're learning or saying their colors or just counting it makes me say, okay, it's working and it's making a difference. And it's important that I show up exactly what your core value talks about that first one about consistency. I know how important it is to be consistent with young children and they look for that routine. They like seek out the structure and, and those boundaries, they need it. And mm -hmm. so being consistent is important. And I think it's fabulous that that's like your number one core value because that is so important. We have to show up ready. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then also for us specifically in early ch childhood and in, in the mm. preschool um, birth to five age groups, it's, it's not only just consistency for our um, children, but also for the parents right. who, uh, in our case, pre-COVID, uh, need us to be available to provide sure. childcare for them to go to work. But even now, as many of our families are participating in our center's um, virtual classroom experience, even though their children are staying home with them, uh, it's still important for us to be consistent in our virtual classroom yes. presence every day because those kids are looking forward to us, you know, um, and the families who might be working from home or just are Absolutely. not sure what to do or how to continue their children's education while they're home, they're also looking forward to us every day. So it, it is important. Um, and with that said, I know that you have, uh, I think you mentioned in the beginning, the summer uh, experience that you'll be yes. offering. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So I decided that I will launch a summer program because so many parents keep asking, well, is circle time going to end? And I kept saying, it's going to end when my school ends. <laughs> but you know, here in New York City, we, we work pretty, you know, late into, the, um, into June. So I knew that at the end of June, it would end but I wasn't sure what I was going to do for the summer. And so I have decided I'm going to offer Miss um, Monica's adventure camp. So it'll be like a virtual camp. It will be very similar to what circle time is, except we'll do more movement, you know, more um, um, actions and activity songs and uh, things like that. So a little more on the fun exploration side and adventure mm -hmm. side, but definitely children are always going to be learning. And I'll do that in two forms. So on, on YouTube, it will be free. So it's the same type of setup, 9 a.m. Eastern Standard. I'll drop a video Monday through Friday. And then I'll also offer some private um, sessions as well that are pre-recorded, not live. <laughs> They're pre-recorded <laughs> on a private platform, but that, that would be for a fee. So that's separate, yeah. 
Um, and would you open that up to anybody interested? Oh, absolutely. So again, could we get the link? So <laughs> yes, can, absolutely. Can... So uh, inform <laughs> information for the camp won't, uh, won't be ready until Monday. Well, this Monday. Um, as far as when we're recording this, Monday will be June so 22nd. this will be posted... <laughs> Yeah, this will be posted two days after that on the following oh, okay. Wednesday. So it's available. I'll give you. Perfect. So I will, I'll give you links. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, so definitely I will give you links for um, everything that I have to offer. And it will all be on my website. My website will, I'm trying to revamp it right now. In a few days, it'll be up. So by the time you post, it'll be up and all the info should be there. Perfect. Awesome. Yes. Um, so have you, I'm so curious to know if like, I know you said you started this offer just your students in your school. Right. Um, now that it has kind of exploded to, again, a worldwide type I of know. format, have you received any sort of recognition from your school, mm -hmm. uh, like administration or from um, parents or, or even the kids? Like, oh, my friend <laughs> knows about Miss Monica. <laughs> I don't, well, it's funny, like the, par like the parents are always just happy that they have that, plus I, I teach live. I, I do two like live classes a day. So they get that, plus the parents still will watch the circle time. Because in the beginning, circle time is all I was, had, plus we would give like little activities they could do. But even when we started our live lessons, the parents would still watch, and they still watch. Um, and yeah, and administration, um, coworkers, people are all saying, oh, we, yeah, we love the videos, they're so great. So that type of recognition, yes, yes. Yeah. Just everyone, they, they know they're there and they exist, and they were appreciative, especially in the very beginning. Right, that's awesome. <laughs> So uh, my final question before I let you go is, do you have any quick words of advice or encouragement that you could give to us childcare providers who really want to create digital content uh, for the children enrolled in our preschool programs? Oh yeah, absolutely. I, well, first I would say that you have to, um, well, you have to think about and uh, be able to differentiate the live digital content versus pre-recorded digital content and just decide first, well, which one do I want to do? Or maybe I want to do both, but really decide what do you want to do? Because they're both very different. You know, hosting live classes with young children is very different than just going and pre-recording it. So for like my students, I do live lessons just really um, having structure, just like in the classroom, making sure there's some type of structure, a, a little bit of a lesson plan to follow, and then giving boundaries. And you, some people call them rules, some people just call them classroom, you know, whatever, core values, whatever you wanna call them, you still have to have those set in place even on your live lessons. So you wanna think about that for live lessons because it can get tricky with a number of young children on Zoom or Google Meets or wherever it is you do your lessons, it can get very tricky. It can get noisy, it, children get distracted. So you wanna just think about those things. How do you keep the structure? How do you keep children engaged? So for live lessons, I would say those are the things you wanna think about. And then for pre-recorded videos like my circle time, the thing I think about is I always do a lesson plan first for the week, this is what we're gonna focus on. And then I just think about how can I record this in a way that it's almost like I'm talking to the children. I want them to feel engaged enough to interact with me, which is why I ask a lot of questions during the video. So what color is this? Or what do you think? Should the little, I have a weather koala, you know, with this weather bear and I have weather koala. And it's like, well, what do you think? Should he wear the red shirt or the green shirt? And getting them to like answer questions, to talk back. 
even though I can't hear them and I can't respond to them, they still feel included because they're still interacting with me and being able to really engage in the content. And so when I'm recording, I think about, oh, my students are sitting here. What would I say if my students were sitting right in front of me? And I record it in that way. So that's what I think about when I'm recording. Oh, what would I say if my whole class was here? What would I be saying? And of course you have to tweak some things. Like when you're asking questions, you can't wait two minutes for a child to process it and wait to give the answer like you may do in the classroom. Of course, cause it's video and you wanna keep their attention. So yes, you may wait a few seconds for them, give them chance to answer and then move on. Right. But definitely the interactive piece is very important for any digital content. Right. And, and um, also definitely being interactive, even if it is pre-recorded and you're not yes. waiting for responses. And for those of us that might be confused about what that looks like, think about like your kid's favorite show, you know, on TV, mm. like Dora or Blue's Clues or, or something like that, Very where <laughs> there is a host, whether it be a cartoon or a real person, um, being very enthusiastic, asking questions, and there's a brief pause, you know, um, I've definitely watched your stories that you repost from uh, other families and see oh, yes. the children literally responding to you. And yes, you, that is amazing to me. So cute. It's <laughs> it so cute. And you can tell that they're actually learning. I love it. Yeah. I love everything that you're doing, and um, thank you. I think this episode uh, and the release date perfectly coincides with. Uh, I mentioned to you before we got started that I also host weekly webinars on Wednesdays. Yes. Uh, yesterday, as of the date of this recording, was Wednesday, and we just hosted a webinar about distance learning tools to support wow. early learners. Okay. Um, so we had. Uh, Shantae and Rainey from Discovery Lane, which is a preschool in Maryland, if I'm not mistaken, where they went over so many resources and so many digital tools that you could use. Mm. Uh, G Suite, like Google. Oh, Google, yes. And um, uh, just different platforms online right. that you could use for free or low cost mm -hmm. to um, figure out how to kind of get your virtual preschool or distant, whatever distance learning program that you want to get started. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that was stressed in that webinar was that it, they provided a lot of information. They're doing a lot at Discovery Lane, but oh. I want to let providers know that they don't have to, you know, do everything, right. whatever you're capable of doing, whatever you're whatever is within your skill set to offer if you you know study one tool or one resource focus on that and you know go from there you don't don't overwhelm yourself and end up doing nothing doing something I agree. Is better than nothing I absolutely agree with you it's so true cuz you can't you can't get overwhelmed easily and you do look at what everyone else is doing and it will it it will distract you or make you feel like either I'm not doing enough and then it can stagnate you and then you do nothing. So right. you don't want to do that. You, you do what is com you're comfortable with, what works for you, what works for your center. And, and that's what you focus on. I, I feel the same way almost just with what I was doing and what I continue to do with the videos. There are so many people on YouTube creating content for children, early childhood especially. And I have to just stay in my lane and just focus on, I wanted to do circle time. It'll be very you know basic preschool skills. 
I've had parents ask me, can you do more of this, more of that? And they want it to be a little older for higher functioning children, this and that. And I have to remember, nope, this is, it has to, this is what I'm doing. This is what I can't do it all. I can't do it all. um, Do you have a target age group? I I didn't even think to ask. Yeah. Well, I always say my target age is preschool three to five. So because children, and also because I do special education, I can have a three-year-old who, you know, or a five-year-old who's on a three-year-old level or, you know, vice versa. I can have a a three-year-old who's on a cognitively a five-year-old level. So I just say three to five, but I always say it's basic preschool skills. So it's basic numbers, letters, colors, shapes, basic skills. But once once a family feels their child has, their child has mastered those skills and they've moved on, it's okay to move on. And, you know, you have to find the next tool or the next, you know, um, educational whether it's a teacher or just, you know, program. Yeah. It's okay to move on. Um, but yeah, I have to, you have to just stick with what works for you. Um, so I definitely agree with you when you were saying that. Right. Don't stretch Mm -hmm. yourself too thin. Mm -hmm. And if you feel like in your childcare programs, you're already doing too much, or you just know that, you know, time is ticking. It's been three months into this, uh, pandemic already and oh, yes. if you feel like you have not been able to show up for your families who've been staying home maybe use other people like Monica who already have resources available mm-hmm. um, again I will link her information in the description and the show notes so if you feel like you don't want to take on this additional task because to be honest Monica I don't know if you know but child care providers wear so many hats in their preschool I don't know how you do it like you say me I mean because I know just paperwork alone I don't know how you do it and then you know just and showing up for your staff as well your staff the families students there's so much. So I know you wear a lot of hats. So again, that's why I'm always saying I, I'm appreciative of the work you do as well, honestly. Thank you. Yeah, it, it is a lot of work, especially for um, owners that are also on-site uh, directors. And I've been there. I recently moved uh, to working on my business from home pretty much. So I'm okay. not on site anymore, but I remember how it feels because it wasn't that long ago to be working on site and having to sweep the floors, plunge the toilets, handle parent concerns, yes. handle staff concerns. This child's nose is bleeding, all of this. And now you want me to do virtual learning? <laughs> on top of, right. Where does that right. come in? Right. I couldn't yeah. imagine doing all of that at the same time. So take advantage of the resources that are already there and available for you. Um, Yeah. Thank you so much, Monica. You're welcome. Great. Um, And like I said, once again, for everybody listening and watching her resources will be linked below and um, you can reach out to her there. I'm sure. Be sure to follow her on Instagram. What's, what's your handle? Oh, it's at Monica J Sutton. Okay. Well, across the board. (laughs) Okay. Yes. Follow Monica. uh, Look to her as a guide if you are trying to create your own sort of circle time within your center, Um, whether it be live experiences or pre-recorded. Everything that she's doing is, is awesome. And I'm so grateful for you taking some time to be on this podcast today. Absolutely. You're welcome. And again, thank you for having me. Thank you. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs>
Thank you so much for listening, you guys. For all of you OG listeners, you know what time it is. It is time for the secret sound where we turn the video off and we focus on our audio only listeners. So definitely look up Child Care Sites and Sounds on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, Breaker, wherever you listen to your podcasts, search Child Care Sites and Sounds and you will get the last few minutes of this podcast episode. Talk to you soon. Welcome to The Secret Sound. (laughs) Thank you for being an audio-only listener. Um, I realized that I forgot to mention in the introduction of this episode where Gigi was. Gigi is still around. You will see her in the very next episode. Uh, I'm sorry that I forgot to mention it. I was just very much focused on uh, getting Monica into the podcast and introduced. Um, Gigi is working. (laughs) For those of you who do not know, I currently own and currently operate a childcare business at preschool um, located in Long Island, New York. And Gigi is our operations manager and she is my co-host on this podcast. And the first two episodes had myself and Gigi as co-hosts, but we have been operating in a week on, week off of work type of format at the center where teachers and administration only have to go into the center every other week due to the current public health emergency. And because of that, Uh, she has been off of work during the weeks that we have recorded this podcast, but today specifically, she is not off of work. And I've made it very clear to her that, uh, she should not let this podcast come in between her and her work. For those of you that are interested in my relationship with Gigi as friends and as employer and employee, uh, definitely listen to episodes one and two of this podcast because you'll kind of get a better understanding of what I'm even talking about. Um, But yeah, that's today's Secret Sound. I just wanted to explain where Gigi was for anybody that was wondering. Gigi, if you're listening, I miss you. And for our audio-only listeners specifically, please be sure to scroll down on your podcast streaming platforms, leave a five-star rating, leave a written-out review. We will definitely select some of the five-star ratings and reviews that we see to read out loud on future episodes. So don't be shy, leave those ratings, leave those reviews. Myself and Gigi appreciate you. And definitely look at the show notes, the description, whatever it's called on the platform you're listening to this on for the resources and special links and information that goes along with this podcast. Also, one last quick thing to mention, Last week, I mentioned that on July 1st, I would be opening the quote-unquote digital doors to our very first membership program on childcaresites.com, which is known as the Child Care Sites Network. 
if you are interested in joining a community of child care providers across the nation, please subscribe to childcaresites.com so that you can be notified as soon as you are able to officially join and become a member. The way that you subscribe is by going to www.childcaresites.com and then entering your email address when prompted to subscribe. It's as simple as that and you will receive an email on July 1st, maybe even sooner than that if you're a subscriber, maybe letting you know that you are now able to join. Becoming a Child Care Sites Network member means that you will have access to private discussion forums with other child care providers, like I said, throughout the nation, whether that be in the home daycare modality or in child care centers. You will also get access to exclusive monthly information, whether that be videos or digital downloads or workshops, so many different tools and resources to start, grow, successfully manage and oversee your child care program. On the first of every month, I will send you a bundle of information that you can use and implement within your child care business to start, grow and manage it successfully. You'll also get free or discounted events and workshops made available to the public. On top of so many additional resources, all of the information will be released to the childcaresites.com subscribers, which is why it is so important for you to head on over there and subscribe. Once again, thank you guys so much for listening and thank you for subscribing to childcaresites.com. Gigi will be back next week, I promise, and I will talk to you soon. Bye-bye.